Hey, I'm Amory Robertson. I'm your host for Read Write Geek, a podcast for writers, readers, and makers of all kinds. Welcome aboard. Episode 16. Hey, everybody, I want to welcome you to episode 16 of my podcast, Read, Write, Geek. I'm E. Marie Robertson, your host. If you've been listening to the podcast so far, you've probably heard several installments of my novel, Nothing Larger Than These Stars. It's my debut novel, and it's available literally nowhere right now, except on this podcast. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, please do so. It's episodes 1 through 15. Uh, starting at the beginning and going all the way through the exciting climax. And hopefully uh, soon I will have an agent and this will get published and you'll be able to buy it in a bookstore near you. But that being said, we finished up the novel last week. I don't have another novel to read to you yet, although I'm working on one, the sequel to Nothing Larger Than These Stars, which is called This Vast and Bright Horizon, is in progress. I'm about... 3,000 words in, so uh, that's not very far at all, but uh, hopefully that will be finished up um, by the end of October. That's my goal, anyway. And uh, certainly I will uh, see about reading that to you as well, uh, if uh, that works out that that's something we can do. Now, what I'm going to switch to today, though, is to switch over the podcast to what I think of as its primary content. It's not just a vehicle for me to read my own work to you although I do hope you enjoyed that. But what I'm looking at now is trying to offer writers writing advice, readers new things to think about and consider, and geeks all the geeky fun things that we love, the reasons that we love science fiction and fantasy and computers and computer games and MMRPGs and all that kind of cool stuff. Tonight, though, I'm going to talk a little bit, I wanted to talk about success. I was going to talk about success and all the different ways you can define success and how those definitions can change, but I got to tell you, I'm just not feeling it, and I have a feeling that you're not either, um, and I want to say that's okay. It's okay to be meh for a while, but you can't let the meh define you. With COVID-19 and all the uncertainty that's going on right now, uh, half of the country doesn't know which way is up, right? Which way is down. We're all super confused. It's all really difficult and really challenging, especially with fall looming up. I'm a teacher. Um, I'm on the faculty of a community college near where I live. I know a lot of other folks out there are teachers. And it's just really tough. The, the uncertainty and kind of the madness level is really high. And that can take a toll on you. I know a lot of people whose livelihoods have been completely changed, or in some cases completely wiped out by COVID-19. Certainly, if I were still focusing on the fine art scene, on getting my visual artwork out into the world... This would be a really tough time. I would be having to pivot like crazy because I was producing stuff that was gallery-based, right? I was doing large-scale photography, fine art photography, um, conceptual work, uh, stuff that you really had to 
see in a gallery to feel and appreciate, right? I've never made a sale from my website. I never made a sale from an, quote, alternative space, quote, unquote. All of the art sales that I've made in my life have been from gallery spaces. So obviously gallery spaces are closed right now, right? Nobody's going to art galleries. So if I was really focused on that, I would be one frustrated being. And it's not a lot better for writers. I mean, we tend to be kind of introverted people anyway, I think, uh, in a lot of cases. So the whole social distancing, staying at home, not really necessarily interacting with a lot of other people in person thing is probably less difficult for us than it might be for some other people. But we also tend to be like super sensitive. I mean, I think that's part of what makes you a good writer is that you can pick up on how other people are feeling in certain circumstances and you can understand that without actually having to feel it yourself, right? You, you know, you may not have the same reaction to being stuck at home, but you're sensitive to people who are having kind of a little bit of a freak out. And, um, So I think that makes it a little tough on us as well, right? All those people who are having all the feels and are putting all the feels out there. And a lot of people seem to feel like the right thing to do is put all their feels out on social media. So, yeah, it's tough. I just wanted to say that I recognize that. And going back to our original topic, you have to let this be part of your success plan. I mean, as a writer... We all kind of want the same thing, right? The basic thing that we all want is to get our stories into the hands of people who enjoy them. Now, your your goal may be to do that through traditional publishing, or it may be to do that through independent publishing, or it may be to do that in a totally different way. You might have in your head a different idea about getting your stories out into the world. But really, that's kind of the bottom line, okay? Whether we're talking about people buying our books or whether we're talking about giving them away or performing them or something, that's really the bottom line for us. And in terms of what COVID-19 has done to us, to writers in general, I think it's, it's an opportunity for us to really focus on what we want to do, okay, to really think about that, to think about how we want to engage with the world and how we want to interact with the world. Because not everybody who's a writer is an introvert, right? I know a lot of writers who are not, who are very extroverted, who are out there kind of people, who really like the energy of the crowds. And certainly if you're an already published author and you had events planned, like book readings and signings or any kind of travel or participation in any kind of conferences, that's all changed dramatically. In a lot of cases, stuff has shifted to online or it's been canceled altogether. And so you just may not have a really clear idea of what your next step is. Well, the thing that I was thinking about tonight that made me want to make this particular podcast is that I don't really, I hear a lot of people saying, well, this is a great time to go deep. This is a great time to consider your values. This is a great time to make a new plan. This is a great time to pivot, right? You know what? It's also a great time to just sit on the couch and feel bad about it for a while. Really, that's okay. 
If you want to sit on the couch and eat chocolate and go, damn it, that's all right. There are a lot of people out there who are having a hell of a time focusing, who are having a terrible time figuring out what they what their next steps are going to be because we don't know what the world's going to look like, you know? We think something related to normal will come back at some point, but we don't know when that's going to be, and we don't really know what that's going to look like. But that's okay. You have to be okay with it. Me personally, I'm writing more. I'm spending as much time as I can with my characters in my science fiction world, right? I thought a little bit about trying to uh, create some sort of uh, amazing money-making thing that would enable me to kind of not be so worried about my, quote, day job, unquote, because the day job has changed, right? Like I said, I'm an adjunct teacher. Usually I have four classes, but next semester I only have three. Enrollment is way down. A lot of people are scared. A lot of people are taking a gap year. We're seeing a lot of deferred enrollment. So not as many classes. So, And also, with the social distancing measures that have been put in place, you can only have half as many people in a classroom. That means that there are fewer slots anyway. So the need for the number of teachers gets smaller and smaller. So instead of my usual four classes, next semester I'll have three classes. So that basically means that my income has been cut by 25%. I spent a little time freaking out trying to figure out how I was going to make that up. Obviously, I can't just snap my fingers and get an agent overnight. And even if I could, that agent wouldn't be able to snap his or her fingers and sell the book overnight. And even if that happened, then books don't get published in a week or a month or even a year sometimes. So, you know, I'm having to pay attention to all that stuff. I was thinking about creating a whole different series and independent publishing it under a pen name and maybe seeing if I could sell books that way or maybe starting a digital literary magazine that would have a subscription model or a membership model where people could you know, pay a membership fee that would be different than a subscription fee so that writers could actually participate. And, you know, and those membership fees would actually go toward actually generating enough money to pay people whose work was featured in the magazine. And it all sounds really great until I look at my vision board and realize nowhere on it does it say, I want to have a job as a digital magazine publisher and editor and business manager, and promotions manager. And this kind of brings us back around to this idea of success and how there are different types of success. For myself, my idea of success is to find myself in a position where my only job is writing books. That, to me, means traditional publishing, agent representation, and some kind of multi-book series deal with a major publisher. That's what I'm going for. That's my pinnacle of success. Now, there's a lot of incremental potential success that can be had along the way, and I'm fully prepared to celebrate those incremental successes, right? I'm going to be delighted when I get an agent. I'm going to be delighted when my agent sells my book. 
even if I'm not brought on for a multi-book series, I mean, the John Scalzi deal, that's sort of like, to me, that's sort of the the magic thing, right? To have a great publishing company like Tor pay you millions of dollars to write 10 books, period. <laughs> and there are people who are critical of that deal because they think Scalzi could have made more money if he had made it a book-by-book -book deal instead of doing this package thing. But I gotta say, I mean, how much more money do you really need? You, know, you get to a point at which you've got all the money that you need to have. You're taken care of for every eventuality. All of your needs are met. You live where you want to live in the kind of house you want to live in. Your loved ones are taken care of. Any important things hanging out there like your kid going to college or your family members being taken care of or, you know, stuff like that, that we would all do, right? If you suddenly woke up and you had $10 million in your bank account, think about the stuff you would do. All that stuff's taken care of. Are you going to complain and grouse because... You went a different route and brought some stress on yourself so you could have $20 million? Well, you might. That might be your thing. It's not my thing, though. You know, to me, the Scalzi deal with Tor is like, that's perfection. That's, to me, that's the thing to shoot for, to be that kind of author. And I know how he got that deal, right? He's a consistent writer. He writes well. He writes books that people like to read. So his books are easy for his agent to sell. And further on, they're easy for the publisher to sell. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day, selling books, right? Maybe as a point of respect, you feel like you want to have every book as an individual deal and you want to make X amount of money for every book. And that is totally a-okay because you should do you. And whether that's, you know, pushing for as much money as possible or a set figure of money, a set amount, or if it's just kind of a general feeling, stability, comfort, security, and understanding that, you know, your only job is to write. I have some friends who are super successful in independent publishing, and I admire them so much. They are brilliant. They are fantastic writers, and they are also fantastic business people, right? They stay on top of the marketing. They stay on top of the trends. They understand what's going on with all of the distribution channels, and they're great at this. That's a ton of work. It's a ton of work, and they love doing what they do. Not one of them would trade it, you know, but I don't think that's what I want to do. So this is all a very long, rambling thing that was motivated by me being exhausted and kind of just wanting to lie down and put my head down and go to sleep to say success has a lot of different faces. And COVID-19 has kind of changed the whole game now. I don't think we need to be pushing ourselves so hard to be whatever anybody's definition of success is. 
whether it's Gwyneth Paltrow telling you you need to write a book because right because everybody can write a book in a month right and sure but whether it's some famous person telling you that you should be using this time to better yourself whatever that means right or if it's your business coach saying you need to figure out how you're going to meet your income goals by changing the way you offer your products and you need to dive deep into this right now and get a handle on it and think of this as a new business opportunity. Or whether it's a family member saying, when are you going to get off the couch? Right? It doesn't matter. Nobody else's opinions right now really matter because nobody knows what's going to happen. And you still have to do you. At the end of the day, you still have to be who you are. You still have to do what's going to make you the most comfortable and the most, the most, the most happy. Yes, the happiest. Okay. Whatever that might be. And the only person who can figure that out is you. So my suggestion is, if you've got some extra time this week and you feel a little bit motivated... Take a look at where you are in your writing journey. If you're a writer or if you're any other kind of business person, take a look at where you are. And take a look at where you wanted to go. What was your ultimate goal? And think about how you can still get there. Because you can still get there. It may just look a little different along the way. And make sure that you're focusing on your goal and not somebody else's goal for you. That's all I got to say. So, 18 minutes, a little bit of success talk for you. Maybe I'll have another more encouraging talk next week. It'll be episode 17, a new episode of Read, Write, Geek. Not sure what I'm going to talk about yet, but if you have an idea or a thought or a desire, send me a note. Hello at emarierobertson.com. Or leave a comment on any of my social media. On Twitter, it's at emarie23. Instagram, it's emarierobertson. So, I'll see you out there. Stay safe. Have fun. And remember, the person judging your success is you. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Don't forget to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a thing.